1: My footbotin's got me drinking. My footbotin's got me drinking. Give me beer, whiskey, wine, or gin—anything to shake this foot I'm in. My footbotin's got me drinking.
2: Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. Cody, Thad, David, and Robert here. We are the KC Soccer Journal. Please go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, gentlemen. We're recording Sunday after the one... Oh, my God, I just forgot what it was. The one-to-one. <laughs> the one-to-one draw. In my head, it feels like a win. I actually almost said two wins to, for over the weekend for KC teams. It really just feels like a win. One-to-one draw in Vancouver. KC Current got a win after four or five straight losses. Uh, but we're going to get started here we have a lot to we want to talk about the defense a lot but i want to start off with kendall mcintosh that seems to be the thing i saw a lot of people talking about the most so that is where we're going to start david
3: he he is a part of the defense right
2: yes the whole segment one (laughs) is defense heavy here uh david where you stand with kendall
0: mcintosh I wish John camp was playing, and I Thank think a mid-size, like bigger than a sapling but smaller than a redwood, could probably do some of the things that Kendall does.
2: Thank you. You guys are coming around to the tree argument from six years ago or whatever um, that
4: was.
2: <laughs> no,
0: I, I think that Kendall McIntosh is an, is an adequate backup, but I think that his deficiencies as a player put a lot of strain on the back line. His, he has a tendency to punch um, or carry stuff away. That you know, Tim would just scoop up, or I think John would probably also just try to scoop up or and, at least
2: they would punch it better. He's a poor puncher,
0: you know, they Vancouver had a goal called back on video review. well, it was an offside that I think got confirmed by video review without having to go to the monitor. But that was a punch that didn't really get cleared. yeah, and when the ball dropped to Ryan gold at the top of the box, he was dangerous enough to, you know, and it and it took a gnarly deflection. but, that's exactly why I'd rather have somebody with sure hands um, on on plays like that. Punch.
2: Sorry, on plays like that, the keeper's confidence is just on full display. And that double punch he did, where I think probably only one fist connected, it just he was leaking confidence on it. And the second it went out there, I knew it was. I knew it was dangerous. And yeah, I think we did get a little bit lucky. By the rule of the law, uh, definitely a uh, definitely it it should not have counted, but. Um, it definitely, it feels a little fortunate for sure. Thad, where are you at with Kendall McIntosh?
4: I like Kendall. He's a nice guy.
2: Thank you, Thad. Robert, where are you at with Kendall McIntosh?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I marked at least two or three things where he he should have caught him and and could have easily caught him. So I agree with that aspect of it for sure. But we got to remember how we got here. I mean, Pulsecat made some errors too. Um, and of course we don't know what else is going on, but, uh, McIntosh hasn't done anything for me to say, oh, he needs to be yanked. Um, he's he's doesn't have the experience that Amelia has, and he's going to make some mistakes because of that. He's been a backup his whole career to this point for a reason. But, uh, again, I don't see anything to yank him for. He made a great save when he got down to his right in the second half, just tipped that one so it hit the crossbar, or the, not the crossbar, the post. It's so, great. You, you know, said- he's he's done some nice things, too.
2: Great save! See, that's where it's just where I differ in the way people talk about keepers. Great save! I cannot say the word "great" from that. It was adequate. It was an adequate save. But no, it's interesting. All right, it's interesting. Your your point you make about if there's nothing you see to yank him, because I see it as that there's nothing I see to keep him on the field.
3: So, how did you feel about Pulse Camp, you know, weeks ago?
2: I see them. Daniel Sperry and I were having this conversation the other day in the press box. They, from a mistake perspective or a value to the team right now, I think that they're about the same. But Pulse Camp is the guy for the future. Right. So I I just... That's the difference, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, you're right. We're here because Pulse Camp made some mistakes. But so is Kendall. (laughs) And I don't think any of the saves he has made have been miraculous enough. I saw the team, oh, it really bothered me. The team tweeted out a video of him catching a floating ball that every that a high school keeper would have caught. And they tweeted this out like it was some miraculous, miraculous save. And then after the, the home game, uh, they had him, you know, he was the one that, that went to the cauldron. He was the one in the press conference. And I just, I don't see it. I don't see why we were this excited about it. And mm. the way that game ended was enough for me like you Robert you said you didn't see enough to Yank him the ending of that game frustrated me to no end the last ten seconds he had two mistakes uh not being able to get the ball out far enough and yes on the so the the play I'm talking about there was um if he kicks the ball far enough he has he, he's got the ball in his hands everybody moves up the field he drop kicks it and it doesn't even get to half half field if he kicks that far enough someone heads it and the game's over right there. But then the ball comes back our way. Uh someone I probably Castellanos, who is terrible and we're going to get to that. I can't do Castellanos anymore. Good. A, I'm glad you're giving Castianos credit here. <laughs> made a terrible back pass. But and I screamed at it at the back pass. But still, Kendall, you're that's he's a professional athlete and a ball was rolling to him. Kick it. Get the ball in the air. It was still a bad kick from Kendall. And uh and, and yeah, that I guess where I'm different from you there, Robert, is I just don't see enough reason to keep him on the field when we have Big Bear waiting waiting on the bench.
0: Well, and, you know, in the Dallas game, Kendall parried a shot away that I think Tim would have just caught. And Jesus Ferrer jumped on it, scored a goal. We got fortunate. It was offside. You know, and offside is offside. So, you know, you can debate how lucky that truly is but he spilled a rebound that didn't need to be spilled. And then the goal that Dallas ended up scoring late in the game was in large part due to Kendall's errors.
2: Howler from Kendall on that one.
0: And, you know, yeah, John Pulskamp is not perfect. He's also, what, 22, right? Something like that, like he's young.
1: young.
0: And Kendall McIntosh is 29. So if we're going to be getting these kind of plays out of our keeper, regardless of what's happening, I would prefer to go with the younger guy with more upside, more room to grow.
2: Big Bear is right. 22 years old.
4: And that's yes.
3: the X factor. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that fact. I'm just saying there's nothing that Kendall's done that really says, oh, we've got to get him out of there now.
4: No.
0: But again, you can
3: argue there's nothing that said really like, wow, he's really the guy right now either. So,
0: I mean, the, the, the nice gentle pass to the Vancouver forward that almost led to the game-winning goal, I would say – that, that was that, enough for that's me. That's what
2: I'm saying. That last play was enough. And the goal against Dallas. That was, I don't know, that was horrible. The one that David just mentioned that Ferreira scored. That was both of those. And then there's been a lot of them in between, a lot of little mistakes in between as well. Thad, do you have something you actually want to say about Kendall McIntosh? <laughs> you have something for me. We're creating content here. Give me something.
4: Sure, sure. Um, I, One of the comments I heard yesterday was, I don't see what Kendall is doing that Melia or Pulse Camp wouldn't have given you, but I also didn't see anything out of Milia or Pulse Camp that Kendall wasn't giving us, because he was making the saves and they're they're getting results with him in there. Okay, uh, I know that Melia has way more experience. Pulse Camp has upside, but it is still coming down to this is a team is trying to at least build some confidence right now get on some kind of role so whatever peter is seeing in him that he thinks that is going to get him the next result that's what he's doing pulse camp is potentially the guy for the future and i completely understand the play the guy now that you're going to need five years from now or two years from now or whatever number you want to use but peter is still looking more short term is i want to get results right now in order to to get on a good streak
0: that is the
2: valid point though right if if it's working
0: don't don't fix it. It happened last year. He's been sweat. He's been sweats. True. We got hot with Ben sweat and it didn't matter how well or poorly Ben sweat really played. We were winning at the end of the year with Ben sweat. So Ben sweat played, well, And that's where we're at with Macintosh right now. That logical
4: yeah, is always. I will say Ben sweat actually did have a good last couple Stop. months of the Stop. season. Stop.
2: Stop. Yeah. But yeah, so, but doesn't
4: that stop. feel
3: like though, okay, we're gonna wait until a horrific game uh mistake happens that exactly. game and then we'll yank him.
2: That's yeah. what I'm saying. That you're <laughs> always thinking logically, that makes sense for sure, but that's that's where I'm at, Robert. It's just if that's what you're doing, then it just all feels like we're just sitting around waiting for him to lose <laughs> lose an entire game for us.
3: We we are seeing warning signs for sure.
2: Speaking of yeah. Go ahead. I, I
4: could see changing. I'm not necessarily arguing for that. I'm just trying to make the case for why it's probably not happening just yet.
2: Speaking of someone being responsible for dropping points, we're going to talk about Robert Voliter.
4: <laughs> Yikes!
2: This is one well, day. Long.
3: arguably, it should have been a goal early on for Vancouver that was
4: called back anyway. But okay, you're right. Why should have arguably been called not called back? You didn't. You um, don't. You don't agree with that? The 24th call? minute.
2: Yeah. Um Did what you think it was
3: offside? I don't think it was offside.
2: Did you see but the explanation that it wasn't that the player was blocking yeah, I, I McIntosh? It. I it, was, it was he offside. was he was blocking the defender from from blocking That the was
4: shot. the explanation. Yeah. That was yeah. the explanation that Christina Uncle gave. I don't I, know that right. I, I was, don't agree with that. I was I don't entirely
2: think it was. How was he not? They were making contact. They were touching. Yeah. They were they were like bouncing off of each other. How was that not impeding him? Who, whoever our defender was, I don't even remember oh, at the defender? time. defender, yeah. That was I the disagree. point. It, it was Cassianos.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean that. I once I heard that explanation, I was very confused the whole time because I'm like, there's no one standing in front of Macintosh. I, I don't see what the problem is there. But yeah, if there's another defender there who was an offside position when the ball was struck and he's impeding a defender, someone on the goal line who can stop it, then. It's offside. And actually was a
3: contact game. Come on. <laughs> but he's offside.
2: I mean, he was offside. He, in an offside I just disagree so Cody. I'm sorry
0: man. I disagree. If if I was a Vancouver fan, I would feel very hard done by that. Yeah, but after yeah. seeing Christina Uncle's explanation, it makes sense and like would take a little bit out of the sting. Like a little bit of the sting out of it for me. Yeah. But if I if I liked the White Caps, I would be pretty upset.
2: And I actually Feel like I don't like the way a lot of the times that play is called. Like sometimes you'll see, they'll let it slide of a guy in an offside position if he's not, and they'll deem that he didn't impact the play, but it's like he's standing right by the keeper, like he's kind of in front of the keeper. If the guy is there, a keeper, you shouldn't put it on the keeper to know that that guy is offside and I don't have to worry about him. So if like there's a guy in the keeper's vicinity, he's having to uh, factor in that guy in anything that happens. He's having to defend from that guy as well. And so I always think that if they're in an offside position and anywhere near the goal or near the keeper or near the ball, then they should be called offside. So I actually, I actually really liked the way this one was called.
4: But I well, guess of course you do. You're a sporting homer,
2: man. So Robert, are you <laughs> you you're disagreeing with? that the guy was in an offside position or that he was... I mean, I didn't
3: look at the feet or, you know, the body to see if he was, like, a hair offside. But I don't think he interfered with the play. I mean, it, just, it got deflected when it came in, and,
2: yeah. I while while they good. were bumping off of each other, the defender and and that guy. He was okay. more than a hair
4: offside, but... Was he more than a hair? I wasn't looking. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, was like, five bad. feet, but it wasn't, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, uh, one that, you know... The Twitter account needs to. Go I want. Check. I want the
2: payoff for this, Robert. We're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Volitor. You're gonna watch that play, and you're gonna give us the payoff.
3: And if no, it, I think it's another one like it was that last week, if they don't call it, does VAR call him over to the monitor to call it? I
2: don't think they so. did. That they that is what happened. They called a goal, and then he well, went over and checked okay, it and called the opposite.
3: It. The opposite. If it is called, I don't know. VAR calls over and says. So in other words, it was kind, kind of a. a gray area
2: there. Yeah. If it was called the VAR would not have been able to overturn it. I, I agree because it was all,
0: all I got from this is that Robert didn't exactly watch the rougher version. This is, this is Robert prison rules. Russert. And (laughs) when we're in the media game, you know, watch your noses, watch your chins. Robert's coming to smack (laughs) everybody.
2: Right. (laughs) Okay. So Robert Voleter, we actually had all three U22 players on the field last night. I don't think it was at the same time, but they were all and on the field last old. night. And and he and was, he the, was worst the worst of the three. <laughs> and it what's odd because at one point I would have said he was the best of the three so far, like up to that point. But uh it I don't even why know. You're not coaching. Who is who is playing the best of these three right now? We're still not talking about how bad that play was from Volder, but it's got to be in Bay, right? Right. I, I I would agree, but Janice is actually showing something. It's still it's still not what we need, but it's something we'll, we'll, we'll get to the offense. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, Robert Volter, do we have, do we have the backline depth that we need? David?
0: No, I mean, Volter, who was a U22 signing and, and I'll, you know, eat a measure, uh, some crow in that I wanted him to play more because he was a U22, right? right? We invested all this money in him. You might as well see if he can pan out. And he's behind Robert Castellanos on the depth chart. Um, mm. But, you know, he Fontes gets subbed out at what, halftime? And Volder came in and was was okay um, until he just made a really unnecessarily challenge in the box. But in terms of our depth, where we're at now, Zusi's out, so we're playing Jake Davis, who is not a right back by trade or training because um, Caden Pierre's hurt, Graham Zussi's hurt, so our two natural right backs are out. Uh, Danny Rosero was rested for this game, I guess based on cramps, but um, then you've got Castellanos, who's a replacement level-ish player at, behind him. If Fontes is out, you're relying on Volter. Uh, and then on the left, you've got Ndenban-Leibold, who are both, you know, have been playing okay, So so we've got one position with any sort of depth.
2: Yeah, Castellanos he, he ain't it. He should no. have got honestly, he probably should have gotten a, a second red card on the season from his very minimal appearances.
0: I think a red would have been a little harsh just given yes. where they were on the field. Yes, it would and have been harsh, but oh. Fontas is not, you know, fast, but they were not that far past the midline. And Fontas probably could have gotten there. It was um, it was. Well done from
2: Castellanos in that he sold it very well. He made it look like they were just stripping over each other when it was pretty much a it, in all by all accounts like that's a red card foul there. It's all intentional. The guy had a goal scoring opportunity, whatever. But it was we were we were fortunate on that one. And I am absolutely done with Castellanos. Dad, if it wanna... was like
0: 15 yards closer to goal, it would be a dog so red. Yeah, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think of the two, I think
3: Castellanos showed worse this match. Of course, he played more minutes, so it gave him more time to be bad. But uh, I think of the two, Castellanos was the worst.
2: That <laughs> do you have a contrarian statement about Castellanos?
4: I keep wanting to, man. I keep wanting to at least try to make the case that that was not a red card. But, well, it wasn't a red card. I will, I will state that, but they they were battling for the ball and they both had their arms crossed each other trying to prevent the other from getting in front of them so it could have been a little bit of either way in that case but i do yellow was completely justified for sure
2: it, it was top level shithousery. that was but, uh,
4: it was it was well done on getting away <laughs> on, with that on both sides but i'm not saying he's the greatest defender man he was signed up from USL just to make sure we had deep uh, depth of somebody that could play the spot and it wasn't Jake Davis playing it, or Cam Duke?
2: Yeah, let him ripen up on SKC2, please.
0: Oh, man, I would love Cam Duke at center back. Like, not because I think it would work, but just the sight gag of, like, the smallest center back in the league.
4: (laughs) Where is Cam Duke? Why haven't we seen him anywhere? He's an SKC2 player at the moment.
0: He's keeping the doghouse warm for Volitor.
4: Well, yes, that's where I was getting at. Is
2: is he in the doghouse for something, Thad?
0: I don't know, man. You
4: don't know what goes on in training for some of that stuff, but I haven't seen anything specific that would have put him in the doghouse other than, well, I haven't seen anything that would put him in the doghouse, but let me defend uh, Mr. Robbie for a second, because Peter did not throw him under the bus last night when he was asked about that penalty. I did pretty hard. I introduced it pretty hard. <laughs> and Cody matters, damn it. Honestly,
2: I was really just going for the good segue. I saw an opening for the good segue from dropping games and dropping points to our next point. So I'm sorry, Robbie. I like Robbie.
4: Yeah. I mean, he's a nice guy, but Peter was asked against. about it last night and uh, he said he didn't see the penalty. So he didn't, you know, he wasn't criticizing the call or anything like that. But he said all he would say is sometimes in the heat of the battle, you're a little bit emotional and you go for it, whereas sometimes. That's where you have got to really know where you are. You've got to smell the situation. You got to deal with it a little differently. Didn't sound like he was, he he was not going after Robbie. He wasn't like, oh, that was a terrible, you know, and you like, no, you're not going to see him for two months. Yeah,
2: he's got a soft spot for Voloder, I think.
4: Could be, man. He's a German.
0: It was a completely unnecessary challenge, it was just absolutely unnecessary. Caicedo was going away from goal. The ball was, you know, because because Caicedo took a heavy touch on it, too. So, stay on your feet and shade him down to the end line and make him make a really tough play. There's absolutely no reason to go in.
2: So, David annoyed me here. He put two conflicting... Yeah, I think of... Uh-oh. What happened there? Robert, you good? What? You want to say something? I'm good. Oh,
3: yeah, I was going to let you talk, man, but I was going to say i think a factor in the second half defense uh, that we weren't quite as strong was that rodoya looked spent at the end of the first half and uh, i think is he just wasn't there all the way second half didn't have the uh, engine to do some things that he would normally have done i think that was a factor as well
2: uh yeah david put two conflicting Points in the rundown here, just to annoy me here. So no, after after no, putting no, no, you shut no, up. You no, shut up. No. After saying you that the back line was slander me like this. After saying the back line was very thin, the
0: next point he added in there was defense did pretty good. <laughs> Those are conflicting points. <laughs> you can say that we don't have depth, but say that the guys who played played well. How is that conflicting? <laughs> no, well, they, uh,
4: the starters didn't play, but the, the the backups did well. That's what you're saying. Yes, are we had a second. And we've been team, picking on two just, of them
0: the whole time. <laughs> that sucks, but the backups did great. Fantes <laughs> did start, uh, but they're not conflicting points. Oh, and wait, also, also
4: this is a great starter. That's I, I appreciate you that. acknowledging that, man.
0: And also, let's since we're since we're uh, letting people in on how the sausage is made, it says backline depth running a little thin? Question mark. That's what I wrote. It was a question. Is our back line depth starting to run thin? You jerk. But to the other point, which was that which was not a question, but actually a declarative statement that I made, sporting's defense, other than the pen, did do a very good job of stifling the white caps, who are second in the West in goals. And you know, all of the expected goals metrics are all calculated a little differently, but generally speaking, uh, they all had Vancouver just to shade over one expected goal. Yeah. And I think po- I think a penalty kick is 0. 0.8 xg. Um Usually the, somewhere around there. At halftime, uh Vancouver had point 0.9 xg. So this red hot Vancouver attack that put up 6 against Houston outside of the pen really didn't create much. Second so string that
4: back line team up good.
2: Yeah. I think the I think the back line is uh, is pretty deep then, or you know, the keeper spent, did one or the other man. <laughs> we
0: just spent the last fifteen oh. minutes shitting on our keeper and both wow. center backs.
3: <laughs> back up, back up, back up, guys! Come on, you're losing sight here a little bit. Let's pull back. I think our front line did a good job of you know pressuring and then counter-pressuring when we lost possession as well. Um, give the midfield a little bit of credit as well. So I think that was good.
2: Our unsung hero, too. Yes, the mid, the midfield, I think, is the main difference there. There's less that goes wrong in the back because the midfield is more able to control things. And I do think Nemanja Rodoya deserves some deserves some credit there. He's quiet, he's unsung, not even doing. He, he You can kind of disappear at times um, without even noticing him because it's just one quick little filler pass, a connecting pass, and the ball's up the field. But I do think... Yeah, I, yeah go ahead. The word I use for him is
3: functional. Functional. He's not spectacular. He's functional. He does the job he's supposed to do. He connects the two. He, you know, so functional.
2: No, I know. David, I was giving you crap, but um, yes, the back line, I obviously have my problems with the two center backs that finished that game there. Uh, But the team is playing so well right now that basically a second string team went and kept in check uh, one of the best attacks in the West. And I'm I'm very pumped about this uh, about this point. I'm calling it a So win. Cody
3: in our in our chat at some point you said uh, just imagine if they add a center back in the in the summer window. I assume you're talking about a left center back.
2: Yeah. Yes. Imagine if Rosero was our number two center back. It gets me all tingly inside. Or there was just two Roseros. Or just exactly two Roseros. Two guys that can head the ball. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Do you think that's likely, though, given that uh, Volader's a U22 and I don't remember off the top of my head how much of a pay cut Fontas took, but F- Fontas is an international and yeah. um, isn't necessarily cheap. I
2: know. I'm not saying that they've I, – I have no sources that they're – Searching or close to signing a center back. I'm just fantasizing about it
0: (laughs) Call Brian bliss
2: Or a friend of the pod Jake He's in the scouting department. He can help us out there. He's not sure if he can even come on this show We keep asking him he wants to do it, but we're not sure about the legality there if he can get free Okay anything else on the defense, what have we missed on the defensive discussion? Nothing?
4: I think no. we got it. Okay. But hey, kudos to Jake again. What? Jake Davis. Just kudos. There you go. There we
2: go. That is he one thing good. we missed. He's...
0: And I will say, on a positive note, Logan Logan looked pretty solid. Logan had a, had a really nice run. Um, I mean, before he got subbed. So, what, 25, 30 minutes into the match? Mm-hmm. Uh, but had a really nice run um, to advance the ball. Progress the ball all the way down, and then, you know, just miss the final pass into he, the box. He did that
2: a couple times. Logan did. He would do a couple good things, and then it was just that last that last touch. And that is, that is where he doesn't shine at the moment. we're kind of hoping he progresses there. Um, yeah. Oh, and Jake Davis, man. Yeah, I think we saw why he was only going sixty minutes there for those first two times that he got the start there. Because that dude, he was. I mean. I, I'm giving him credit, like he was leaving it all out there. But those last ten minutes, like his legs just looked so heavy,
4: just dragging up and down the field. Yep, three games and however many days on, and then the last one being on turf. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That was Potter
3: Doya's problem too, I think.
4: Yes. Was for him? He if he's not 90 minute fit, that can do you know three games in seven days or whatever plus travel. Yeah understand that so even if he wasn't at his best in that game i would expect i think he's played really well in the in the the games that he's started and all Mm -hmm. that and he may not be the spectacular one but he's he's doing a really good job at it and that's part of what sporting's
0: needed so yeah he could he could call our sponsors logan legs and sporting fit and and maybe improve on some of that
2: well done well done so i'm going to add in our ads right here. I don't know if you listeners will even hear anything. because some we're, we're, I'm adding in two breaks now, so this is the end <laughs> of segment one. I'm going to add in some some ads. You might not even hear anything. I'm, I'm in a weird spot where it's like, I don't know if I should say we're going to a break and then come back from a break, because sometimes they don't even hear anything if the ad's not filled, so it just goes right through it. So, listener, I'm we're taking a break right now. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, the offense and... Um, the Alan Polito Saga. So we'll be right back.
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples because this isn't just any vacation this is all the vacations come seek the royal caribbean ships registry bahamas and we're back
4: thank
3: you did you hear to any the ads? ad people
1: <laughs> did you hear any ads i wonder So if don't
3: you know. they put ads wherever the hell they want to and they don't care
2: no i f- i pick spots i i there right. we're now we're now moving to two different within the show two different ad spots but we're so, also not sure that they'll even all get filled. So,
0: If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know. That's another and complication if, here. <laughs> and if, and if you listen to this podcast in the audio format, uh, go to our website, kcsoccerjournal.com. You'll find the one article a week that Cody writes. And in there, leave it in the comments. Let us know, did you hear ads or not?
2: Yeah, we need we I like the feedback. I love when you guys actually give us feedback. We don't we don't hear that a lot. When we try things, I never know if
4: it worked or if it's good or if people liked it or not. Hey, I got a story to tell you, man. I got a yeah. story. Yeah. Okay. I was very very busy yesterday on Saturday. I was shooting an event and I was outside all day. It was hot and I was on blacktop and but it was for a really good charity, but at one point my, my wife was there. She was doing some stuff. And somebody walks by. She goes, oh, I know that guy. I, he sits in the same section as we do. So, like, he sits in the same section with David and Robert. Uh, she says hi and starts talking and introduces me. And, she go- and he goes, hey, I know you. I know your voice. Yes. You do pods? And I said, "Why? Well, yes, I do. And he goes, I listen to you, man. I love this. So, I appreciate that.
2: Oh, good stuff. Also, I think it's – I knew that David and Robert sat in the same section – but I did not know that Thad was there, too. I think it's so cute that you guys all sit so close together. Well, I, I don't sit there, cute. but my
4: wife does. Right. Okay.
0: Well, you know, we're we're too far removed now from this being a relevant topic. <laughs> David, are you going where I, I think was, you're going? <laughs> I, was, I was creeping on Robert's date not that long ago. Oh, no. And I, I put it in our Slack chat that I, I was, could give a whole rundown. So <laughs> That was hilarious. That, no. You know. We're a little, we're a little removed from it now, being particularly topical. But next time just Robert give us, brings, does, his... just
2: give us the highlights here. Does Robert have game? Did he look smooth He's, at least? Uh, uh,
0: he seemed to. He seemed, he seemed to,
2: to okay. have game. Okay, good job. At Robert. least
0: more than I would have expected.
2: And we even
3: talked with David and his family after the game. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's mm, right. Meet, she
0: meeting the friends she, already, huh? She seemed lovely. She seemed like a really. I, I do have a criticism, which is she she lives in St. Louis, but otherwise, it <laughs> seemed delightful. Delightful. But at one point, he hit I've her with like, like the. She occasionally uh, listens, got the arm around. So you know. He got
2: the arm around. <laughs> just stretching. <laughs>
4: Wasn't a stretch. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so like the 13 year old move, something like that. Yeah, that's but a she does listen high.
3: occasionally, guys. So just so you know. Okay. So yeah. we'll give her a shout out, man. Say hi.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> There's that game that we were looking for. I'm not so gonna smooth. give her. I'm not gonna say her name. So to
0: all of the ladies who listen, Robert says hi. Okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, you the, don't want to like throw out like you you know like there might be another one out there listening, so you don't want to say you know hi. Right, exactly. Dwan, yeah. or whatever her name is. Thank you, Fed. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get Robert it. Robert hates That's this so much. It's the only reason <laughs> but, I let yeah, it yeah, go turn on about, this
2: long.
4: Turnpass fair play, though, Robert. You can now like you know give details of how. David's kids run around throwing peanuts at each other or something. <laughs> the only reason I, I let have that go is on... in the back of my head for that one. But... Okay. Like okay. Cody, you have any control at this point?
2: No. <laughs> David, Sporting's offense created very little in this game.
0: That's true. Under one expected yes. goal. Under one, and we scored a goal.
2: So They're overachieving.
0: That, that tells you how how little we had going forward.
2: Sounds good to me. They overachieved.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of it is we scored early and then more or less just kind of dug in. And, you know, I think they were looking for a good opportunity to pick up a second, but we're perfectly content to just, you know, battle that out in the midfield and play compact in defense. And, you know, they already had the goal. They already had the lead. They
2: do. And then without Johnny Russell up there, things do seem to just feel like they're, we're missing some creative aspect or attention from the defense, or something. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Marino Jean-Yves. Um, He's not a right-winger, he's a left-winger. And so he doesn't look as comfortable on the right as he would if he was playing in Daniel's spot, but Daniel's not going anywhere. Um, but he did a nice job of combining with Tommy a little bit, and Tommy almost at some points was playing the right wing, and and Janice had almost dropped back into the midfield, so... Um, But they're definitely missing Johnny Russell. You know, when you don't have one of the more dangerous wingers in the league, you know, you're going to look worse.
2: Janice gives Johan Quazze vibes.
0: You shut your mouth. He abs. You shut your mouth. There's a
2: flare. There's like a, it's like if you were just playing pickup soccer and you saw that guy, it's like, that's like, you're like, oh, that guy's probably pretty good. But then there's just something, it just doesn't quite work. His feet move faster than his brain does, is what is how I describe Marino's Shunny's.
3: And he doesn't pull off the spectacular like Crozet did
2: occasionally. Right. He's not as good as Quase yeah. for sure. Right. That's on. where Hold I'm on. at. Hold Quasi on. stand oh, baby. Whoa.
0: Whoa. Name one spectacular play Johan made. US Open. The US cup? You Open that, goal? Cup.
3: that volley? Okay. Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. I, just okay. the, I just saw oh, the yeah, I just saw the gif in my board. head
2: yeah. like four times. It's so beautiful. The angle from the other side of the field. It's a legendary goal.
0: What about all the like tap ins he missed? What about uh, <laughs> trying to chip the keeper from halfway only for it to get turned around and for us to immediately get scored on? Yeah. And that's Johan where the... was Johan, I'm sure, was he? I've he met us. He was a lovely man. He was very nice. No, he wore jorts it? better than Cody does. No, he was <laughs> but not he a was lovely bad. man. And Jeanice <laughs> is better. I'll take Jeanise over Johan. 10 days out of 10. Women of Christ. There, the there was of a
3: moment in the Vancouver game where Shalloway was cutting back the ball and he had Johnny's running near post, wide open, and he played it back for somebody beyond Johnny's. And Johnny's just had his hands up like, what? Why? So, you know, maybe he's not getting the service he needs
2: sometimes too. Robert, I don't like when you rein in the show. <laughs> if the show's going off the rails, that's when I wanted to go off the rails.
4: right, in a 1v1 game, who wins, Johan or Janice? Johan.
0: Janice. No!
2: I don't know. Who has better defense? Does that work like that? Can you do this with soccer? Is that the same question as like one-on-one, Michael versus LeBron, who would win? I don't know if that's exactly the same thing.
4: It's not exactly the same thing. It's a different sport. (laughs) (laughs) I think
2: Janice
3: works harder, and I think he's a little quicker, a little pacier. So I think John East wins
4: that. I'll go with Johan. But the listeners should let us know. (laughs) Top five 1v1
2: battles you want to
4: see. We want to hear it.
0: The top five 1v1 sporting KC players of all time. There you go. We'll we'll find some AI program to make this happen.
4: (laughs) And uh, we should do also a goalie battle, like, you know, straight one-on-one, like the all-star game with Pulse Camp and McIntosh. That's who gets to start next.
2: I miss those goalkeeper battles. Those were fun. Yes. They brought him back, didn't they? I thought they brought him back last year. They were supposed to, but they never showed it. Or maybe that they announced.
4: Rumor. You had to pay to see it. Oh. Mm.
2: It's fair. You got to pay for everything these days. <laughs> uh, the Alan... Let's get into Alan Polito. That goal was, was worth the price of admission. I saw it coming. I did not see that coming. I said before the game that we're going to need a moment of brilliance from Polito. And we got one very early on prophetic. David, well done. How do you feel about Alan Polito and Chivas and another team sniffing around? Cruz Azul. Azul. Tell us what you feel about Alan Polito.
0: I want to sell him. I want to get any fee we can for him. We're cutting our losses, Um, huh? You know, it's a... I know it's a a controversial opinion to have as we've potentially maybe turned the season around. Um, But I don't think we're a trophy winning team this year. We're already out of the open cup. I don't think we're going to try in the league's cup. And I don't think we're going to win MLS cup. I think there's a lot of other better teams. Um, And so if we're not going to win a trophy this year, the question is, you know, what are we playing for? And, you know, you're playing for the fans to put on a show to do this and that, but you're also playing for the future. And it's a business, so we paid what eight million, nine million in a transfer fee, plus two million a year for Polito. If and he's going to be able to leave for free at the end of the season, he can sign a pre-contract once the transfer uh, window opens in a few weeks. So if Chivas or Cruz Azul is willing to pay us now to take him early, I'm in favor of recouping whatever we can for him, because let's say we get a $2 million fee. And I think that's the number that was kind of being tossed around. If we can get a $2 million fee for him, that's $2 million less that we have to spend on the next guy. And so, you know, Vermees and Bliss would be crazy to not already have, to not already be thinking about who the next striker will be. Um, You know, there should be pretty robust scouting and and they should be at least starting to preliminarily have these talks about who's going to replace him. If you can get a fee for him, get a fee, find the next guy.
4: Thad, what are you doing with Polito? Flipping a coin. Uh, I First of all, we don't really know if Chivas is actually trying to get him because Peter says that they have not had one conversation about him. So there's always been reports out of Mexico that he's coming back to Chivas. Uh, you know, every time he gets asked about it, he's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind going back because he loves Chivas. I mean, he had his some of his best life there, I'm pretty sure. But the thing you have to remember is they he left there with some dislike because they still owe him money. There's lawsuits there. Right. So if you're if you're Polito and Chivas wants to buy you and bring you back, don't you think the first thing you'd have to say is pay me X million of dollars up front in cash? No, no delayed payments, no next year kind of thing. And is Chivas ready to do that if they even actually truly want them? all all these stories that I've seen doesn't have anybody from Chivas actually quoting that it's people talk to people I mean I can go say that I've talked to people who say that Sporting's going to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo in the summer because he's leaving Middle right. East because he's tired of it I, I could say that but at least we got a quote from Peter for saying that's not happened they've not had a conversation so it might be completely moot point anyway And the only, the other thing we know is that Peter has said that they have started, they have had negotiations to bring Polito back. Whether you want that or not, that's maybe.
3: B. Help me out here, guys, who are a little more in the know, perhaps. Why would Chivas want him? It's not like he's lit the world on fire. He's coming back from an injury. Is their situation so bad at Chivas that they need Alan Polito?
0: Well, they have two younger strikers they have uh jj macias who was linked to sporting um a while back and he he did his knee and then came back and then did his knee again um and then they have another striker whose name i don't remember but who's also not been great and chivas famously has a very narrow player pool that they can select from right because you have to be mexican to play for chivas so the question if you're them is how many mexican strikers are there who's good who's available um you know who's an attainable target and he probably checks a lot of those boxes
3: well it comes down to and we all know this but it's worth mentioning it comes down to if pleto wants to stay here great if he doesn't he doesn't Peter will get rid of him
4: if he if he knows that he doesn't really want to be here and I've heard a lot of rumblings on social media that. Alito doesn't want to be here because there's always these conversations about him going back to Chivas, and he always says nice things about going back to Chivas and all that type of stuff. I have Everything I've talked to people, everything I've seen, doesn't indicate that he wants to leave. He's been, what I understand, to be relatively happy here. He still roots for Chivas because that's a team that he had some glory with, and he wishes them well. I just don't know that he wants to go back as much as what everybody portrays it. And when people I've seen people say he's also checked out and he doesn't care about this team,' I've, I've seen him out there busting ass working his you know his butt off to to be better. I don't I don't see where these people say these things because they I don't know what they're seeing that makes them think that.
3: So it could be renegotiation ploys. Is that what you're saying? Planted by an agent or something? I don't know. But also, I think from you know what has been said out there that Outland's had a pretty good time in Kansas City,
2: if you know what I'm referring to. I don't know um, you're I'm guessing. To.
4: I have absolutely no idea what you're referring to.
2: Okay.
4: You saying he's got more game than you? Perhaps. I don't I don't
0: I don't I think like that's that, a Pat, debate. That good. I don't think that's a debate. Well I thought he's he driving had a Ferrari, so I
2: thought he had one one lady friend. No? He had a wife. Oh.
3: Is that what you're Is alluding that, to? Is that past
2: tense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I missed I, all that. We did no reporting on Polito's social life? No. Really dropping the ball there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's that's really not the the realm that I want to dive into. TMZ exactly. of Kansas City soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Although we'd make more money.
2: I don't I don't know. I haven't given my thing on the Alan Polito situation. It's just it's just so shitty. It makes me sad that all of this is happening. We're in such a terrible spot. Like, part of me, there's part of me that's, like, has, like, a fiery passion of hatred for him. Like, he ruined our club. Like, we signed him, and the signing ruined our club. So, why would you hate him for that? That's what I mean. That's why I'm conflicted. I have to be mad (laughs) at someone. I can't, like, he got hurt. That's I got to be mad at someone.
3: Be mad at the Mexican national team. It's their fault. Right. How did he ruin the club? That's easy. I
2: can do that. Yeah, we are. yeah,
3: exactly.
2: As a result of his injury and other things, we got the got to the point where the fans in the cauldron were chanting for the our coach's head. We had a historically bad start. We spent more money on him than the next 10 players combined that we've ever spent on someone. And as a result, it crippled the club because he got hurt. And so... I'm just, but then at the same time, every time he's on the field, I, you can immediately see his quality. You hear people on the team talking about him in the locker room, the things he does, everything that someone – one of you just mentioned the idea that, like, he's maybe quit on the team or something or that he doesn't care about being here. That, I, I see absolutely none of that. Everything you hear about him is the exact opposite of that. He, he does everything you want him to do. He does all of the – he has the work rate. He does it all. But I, I don't know, like, what if we keep him and get out of the playoffs in the second round and he leaves for free? Oh my God, that's just going to hurt so bad. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess that's discounting the fun along the way, the goals he would score along the way or getting us to the playoffs and all of that, but. But still, man, we tried to get this guy for three years and we've had we've got a year and a half out of him.
3: Well, going back to what David said earlier, I mean, every team in the world, right, has that board that says, "Okay, here's our current roster depth. Here are the guys that we want to go after that are on our list. There's got to be that list, right? So if they do end up selling Polito, they've got to have that list and maybe already working on some of those in some ways in the background. So you, you hope that's what's happening, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be criminally negligent of the front office right. to not be having those conversations. Yeah. They most certainly have the board. The question is, you know, are you pr- are you starting to have those conversations? Do you call up, you know, right. Olympiacos and say, "Hey, you know, we're kind of interested. We might need a striker." Mm. Or, you know, what do you what do you think? And the other reason I'm in favor of doing it this window is even though it materially changes our season now, all of the European teams are in their off-season, and they're much more willing to part with somebody and part with them for a better fee because it, they have time to find a replacement. So when we, when we sign somebody in our off-season in the winter window, they're mid-season, so if you take a striker off a team, they have to have a replacement ready because values are also inflated during the winter window in Europe. So we are we're going to be in a better deal if we try to f- sign a player in their offseason now.
4: And the, that's the best reason to make the deal if Chivas is even actually interested in, in making the move for Plito. That is the problem with that, though, will always be. Yes, Sporting probably has a list of X number of strikers that they want that they have an interest in. But a lot of those guys may not make the move to sporting until the end of the window timeframe when their options run out in England or Spain or whatever, right? So now you might be waiting until the end of August or early September before somebody finally actually shows up like Eric Tommy, and uh, Willie Agata last year. And you have completely... I don't want to say you completely thrown away the season because one guy doesn't make the team, but he does benefit the team a lot. So as bad as the team was earlier in the year, they're on a good streak. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not advocating one way or the other here as much as just trying to out, to logic myself out of how I feel about it. If the option is even there, do you sell him? I don't know. But it does change the season, like you said. And after having such a shit start, for them to go downhill because they sold one guy. And then now everybody will be recalling for Vermees head. Not that everybody stopped. Right. It oh. just, it'll be a, a crappy situation kind of all the way around. It is a crappy situation right now, currently because the but signing,
2: I, because the signing ruined our club. <laughs>
3: I don't, I have, really a, really. I have a miracle fix guys. You want to hear my proposal? Kyrie He's 28 years old. He's a product of Ever- Everton and Liverpool. He's an impact striker. Super Paul Mullen. He's our man. We
2: can't get Paul Mullen. <laughs> Paul,
0: yeah. Mullen Paul Mullen <laughs> belongs in, like, League Two. I was going to say, would, that's you know a what? good
2: question, though. Would Paul Mullen score goals in MLS? <laughs> I
0: you know what? Well. <laughs> Bradley Wright Phillips was, like, a career, like, League One or League Two guy. And he lit yep. up MLS. I mean, admittedly, a very different version of MLS. But I don't know. Paul Mullen might be able to bag a goal or two.
2: Bag a goal or two. Sure. I'd give him a goal or two. <laughs> I try to ha- have this conversation with my mom. She thinks the, like, the Wrexham players are, like, so good. She thinks Paul Mullen is, like, the greatest striker in the world. And I'm, I have to, like, try to, like, explain to her the, the difference here.
3: Hey, hey shout out to like, strike Red Beasley. Shout-out to Conrad Beasley, right? They beat Wrexham in TST, but then lost the next game. But, you
2: know, hey. Yes, they won. They advanced one game. Is that right? Or two? They advanced
3: to the quarterfinals.
4: Yeah. All right. Nice job, Conrad Beasley United. And how good did Wrexham do? They beat the U.S. women like
0: 27 to nothing or something. Oh, my God. After that (laughs) video. It was 12. (laughs) After the (laughs) shit-talking
2: video that she took uh, that they had before the game of they were calling out Wrexham before the game, and then they lost twelve to nothing. Oh my god! Did the
3: women even score a goal? I don't know. I
0: don't think they did. No, no, it was twelve nothing.
2: No, I mean in all three. Oh, the, the tournament. Games, uh, I know.
4: Yeah. Well, not in two of them. I know, but. Yeah.
2: Um, speaking of women's soccer, we're going to take a possible break, maybe a break. I'm, we're not actually sure if ads will play, but we're going to take a non-break, and then we're going to talk about women's soccer. All right, Casey Current got a much needed win 1 to nothing over the North Carolina Courage. Thad, Kristen Hamilton is back.
4: I like Hammy. We got That's our time, huh?
2: We got our Ruth Langmore back.
3: <laughs> I don't know who
4: that is. Check it out, man. Oh yeah, I
2: learned Thad doesn't watch Ozark. But Kristen Hamilton I don't watch Netflix. Kristen Hamilton gives Ruth Langmore hardcore she's got the hair she's got the ferocity I like it I missed what actually I'm not I'll, I'll admit I didn't know what uh why Kristen Hamilton was not playing
3: she I didn't know hurt. either
2: what she was hurt yeah well yeah what kind of but hurt? she's hurt? been back
3: for a couple of games right yeah Some but this is her first yeah. start
2: yeah
4: yeah right first start, she just played yeah. the first half
2: what was her injury
4: oh God knows man current don't give lots of great information. Oh. Lower body or upper body? Which one was it? <laughs> they,
2: they send a lot of emails, so that amazes me. They some they send way more emails than Sporting KC.
4: I get more emails from three different MLS teams and two different NWSL teams and two USL teams than I do from Sporting. <laughs> Except I get the how-to-watch-sporting-versus-insert-blank-here team three oh. times at every yeah. time. So. <laughs> So what of uh, what was wrong with the current for a
2: four game well four games in NWSL and they also lost a uh, challenge a cup. challenge cup game there so five Ross, five losses in a row across all competitions what was the problem
4: everything um, <laughs> t- they just completely lost every sense of who they were and part of it was that the new coach wanted to actually mold them into something better and I get that. They wanted to play a four-back line when they don't have the players for that. And the, one of the differences was this game. They played a, a three-back or five-back or however you want to say it with the two, instead of two outside backs, they had the two wing-backs of Haley Mason and Kate Del Fava. Like all of their success last year had. This was how many games is this under the new manager? Eight. Oh, it is? Total. With well, I just three wins and then five losses. I
2: just wanted to poke at David about the uh he was adamant that, that there's a new manager bump, a quote unquote new manager bump that ev- that he says matter-of-factly that every team gets, but he has dipped out of the chat here, so I can't poke at him for that.
4: Could do it when he's back.
2: So um yes, that continue about the uh the win over the Courage.
4: It was very much a uh Uh, Like some of the games last year when The Current started to turn it around was they had very low possession. They didn't actually look that great all the time, but they countered fairly well and aggressively. And that's when they got the goal was like eight, nine, ten minutes in, whatever it was. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Which I almost didn't get to shoot because the security at Children's Mercy Park decided at that moment to decide I wasn't allowed to be on the field taking photos. What? Yeah, that was, Did you forget your credential. I had my credential, but apparently, even though it says photo on it, my the little box says that's red that says field, so I can't be on the field to do photos. Except yeah, when I'm you a showed me that, yeah. So yeah, they they fixed that, but good. They Just got see. me a temporary credential, and I they will have a new one next. Which actually, probably the good point is that the next one will have Kansas City Soccer Journal on it. So
2: okay, well now that everyone knows. That you're okay, everyone got the details of your story there, which they've all come to hear. I Uh, I know that's (laughs) so fat. Is there any truth to the rumor of signing this defender that I saw? Which defender is you gotta, you can't just drop that, Robert. You gotta do more than that, my man. I was trying to
3: look it up. (laughs) Thanks, guys. No, you're the one. I really thought you would. Robert's
2: know. the one that just dropped that I on the show. I was trying to look no it up and I couldn't find it.
3: Pecan. We have
2: a rundown, Robert. You put these things in the rundown.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm Robert. improvising here. Okay, let's all just be quiet till Robert finds it.
1: <laughs> Shut
0: up. What oh, did you want to ask, welcome David?
1: Welcome back, David.
2: Here, you just, you, <laughs> I got David leaving the show. Robert just throwing bombs in the show. I, it's just <laughs> anarchy here. To end it.
0: Well, I, it, I'm not going to be able to contribute. Enough to a con- to a conversation about the current. Well, we were talking about
2: media. we were talking about how they got a new manager and lost five games in a row, and you were the one that was adamant about the quote unquote new manager bump that every team okay. gets for sure every time.
4: In, in fairness to David, though, they got th- three game win after the coach was fired, and then they went on a five game losing streak.
2: Five now, game losing
4: streak is what I heard. Yeah, you always hear what you want to hear.
2: Okay. <laughs> So does it. David, though. So. I'm very good at hey.
4: that. <laughs> uh, and I'm really just stalling, trying to give Robert at least a little bit of time to regain his dignity he here. Thinks. He's still
2: searching. Like he, I, <laughs> I was
4: counting on you, Thad. I'm sorry. I, I think you're he Mr. just no read the
2: internet wrong. He misread something. Well, I don't something. know what you're talking about. I don't think about. this story <laughs> exists. Robert just made something up. Somebody posted it okay. that she was holding up like I had a current shirt on or something.
0: Oh, oh, oh yeah. I know China. I know 5-minute oh, micropod <laughs> called Robert found the the rumor.
4: <laughs> okay, we, we we know what you're talking about now. Very quickly. Okay,
2: very very quickly someone explain it. Thad, what what explain who he's talking
4: about? Okay. Chad Smith found a Instagram post of a defender that is her she's actually from Kansas City. I think her name is right. Kaylee Bell or Casey Bell, something like that. Cousin Bell. And She went to UNC. She goes to UNC. She's still in college, but she was wearing a current shirt. She posted a
2: picture Uh, wearing a current shirt. Yeah,
4: it looks like a training shirt. And there is one of three possibilities that she could be a trialist. Right. Two, she could be with the current two team, which they've not announced anything. So when I asked about this, they were like, there's been no releases about the current two team. Well, there wasn't any releases about it most of the time when there was one anyway. And Three, they just they do bring in college players to train, and so that they can take a look at them, so that when they want to draft them the following year. So like last year's draft, Michelle Cooper, uh, Jordan Silkowitz, the goalie, had both been in camp training, and they knew them and they liked them and they they drafted them. So it right. could be any of those three options. But the the person I was able to ask knew nothing, or at least claimed to know nothing. So is that what you're talking about? Exactly. (laughs) But even if she was signed, I would not count on her being a solution to the defense because she would still be a college player that had no experience, which is exactly what the problem is now on the back line. They have been playing Gabrielle Robinson and Croy Soto, both rookies, both getting experience. Both of them are pretty good. They just have some inexperience and they're going up against some of the best players in the world. And when they play a four-back line, that's your two center backs. That's a very – that makes SKC's depth look incredibly deep. When they go to the five-back line, they add Addison Merrick in there typically, and it's much better, She's but she's not as much a center as she is a right center back or a right back. Does that help?
1: Thank
2: you very much. Yes, thank you very much. I am going to go prepare some Ruth Langmore gifts. For next week for all of the goals that Chris and Hamilton is going to find
3: me some YouTube all this tips. time you spent on creating gifts for this team.
2: <laughs> no, that's, there's just an endless supply online. Ruth Langmore. What a character Thad, you got to watch it on Netflix.
4: Uh, yeah. Okay. L- Loan me your Netflix.
2: I don't actually, I'm about to lose it. This is the week they're doing. They're doing the password sharing. They're canceling it. Is it this week? It's well, they did it last week and I'm still, I told my mom to not claim the household yet. That's what you have to do with the, with a new Netflix for anyone who's not on to this yet. Every every account has to like claim a household, and then all the devices on that household are good to go. If you're not on that at Wi-Fi, then you're screwed. So I told my mom to not do that yet. So I'm like a little bit of anarchy right now. I'm still using their account at my house, but I have a feeling a feeling this week they're gonna they're gonna turn that on. So David, or is
4: probably. this a complete admission of guilt and uh, admissible under you know into a court of law?
2: It's legal. That, it's legal that, still. That
0: Cody's, that Cody's not a full-grown adult yet? You're in your 30s, bro. Pay
2: for Netflix. <laughs> no, I actually, so this account, they're losing a long-time subscriber. I had Netflix in college when it started. you are not
4: losing one. You're not
2: subscribing I now. Had the, no, I am. It's This account is still the one that I had in college. They lost me a long time ago at a price raise, and I said I was going to cancel it. And my parents, who were using mine, David, decided to start paying for it. <laughs> and then I started mooching off of them
4: so All I think it still comes heard, out to the so same so I'm result. still
2: I'm still a child inside but
0: yeah. do they do they pay for your cell phone? no car. No. you have car
2: insurance?
4: I'm a big boy as you do this pod from your bedroom leave me what? what is, I'm not in my parents
2: house it's my own
4: bedroom I, we, do we know <laughs> that? I mean I don't know we haven't been there for a while god damn it
1: leave me alone go not seem so. Tough. And three own goals ain't all that rough. A skipper has just been sent off. Some part of strong ball comes off. My foot got me drinking. My foot pottings got me drinking. My foot pottings got me drinking. Give me a of whiskey, wine or gin. Anything to shake this, but I'm in. But Tank's got me